Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast. Before we dive into part three of our goal-setting episode, which is the interview portion, I wanted to let everyone know this episode will be slightly longer than the 10 minutes Kevin and I usually stick to. You are about to hear an amazing interview with incredible content that could truly make a difference in your life. Kevin and I felt the content was so good, there was no reason to cut any of it out to get closer to that 10-minute mark. So without further ado, please enjoy the interview portion of Goal Setting. Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to the 10 to Win podcast, the podcast focused on how to create a winning mindset in just 10 minutes. This is part three of our goal-setting episode. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the interview portion, and today we have a special guest who's here with us explaining how goal-setting has helped him along the way to create a winning mindset. That's right, Kevin. Today, our guest is Dr. Sandy Palacadetti. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but I'm going to call him by his first name since we've had a friendship that dates back nearly 30 years now. Gosh, Sandeep. That seems like a long time when you say it out loud, doesn't it? There it is, Jason. So Sandeep and I met as kids, quickly became friends, lived in the same neighborhood growing up, purchased mopeds together. Remember that? And together, <laughs> of course, we attended the same school with each other. Sandeep has always been a friend, mentor, and someone I've looked up to. His work ethic and standards are second to none, which shows when you begin talking about his resume. So speaking of his resume, Dr. Sandy Palacadetti is a primary care doc and physician executive, a serial entrepreneur, innovator, father, partner, and outdoors and music enthusiast. He currently serves as the co-founder and chief medical officer of Hopscotch Health, an advanced primary care organization bringing new level of integrated care to people living in rural communities across the country. He is also the founding physician of Mishi.co, a cash-based marketplace meant to connect patients directly with doctors outside the traditional insurance system. Prior to that, Sandeep held several clinical and leadership roles across the industry as the chief population health officer at University Hospitals, a major health system in Cleveland. He oversaw one of the nation's largest ACOs caring for 600,000 people and was part of the team delivering the best results in its 10 plus year history. He also served as clinical design officer and practiced medicine at Caremore Health, an innovative value-based organization where he helped start up new models of care, successfully building, growing, and running nine-figure business units. Earlier in his career, Dr. P co-founded a personal health analytics company, which was later acquired and was one of the youngest physicians on staff at the world's number one hospital, the Mayo Clinic. I would also like to take a quick second to congratulate him on the birth of his son and becoming a father recently. How's life as a dad, Sandy? Well, Jason, thanks, first of all, for having me here. Uh, 30 years of friendship. It's crazy to think that we were just kids, and now here we are raising our own kids. Uh, dad life is tiring and beautiful and wonderful and humbling uh, all in the same time, so it's been a a real treat now and uh, we finally got to the six hour mark on sleep last night so i think we've crossed <laughs> the rubicon here i love yes. it 
Yes, Kevin and I uh, have uh, quite the memories of of those evenings, and even for myself, I still have those. So, well, hey, man, let's jump right into what our listeners want to hear, which is how you became so goal-oriented in your life. This week on the podcast, we've been talking about goal-setting. We've spoken on a variety of information, both what works for Kevin and I and how our audience can change and adapt to meet their goals. The reason why we asked you to come on the show was you're one of the most goal-oriented people I know. Your life appears to have been built around goals, and it seems like every time I look your way, you've met another goal. And you're also paving the way for new ones as well. Sandeep, given where you are in your life and the success you've had, how much can you attribute that to goal setting and seeking out a way to accomplish those goals? Well, I'd say a solid 50%, probably, to be honest. I mean, you know, there are the truth is the the major milestones across our lives certainly you know we all set goals for ourselves and and some of them are very intentional but there's a lot of luck to life there's a lot of opportunism sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and and you just have to be able to identify those moments as well but certainly you know goal setting whatever moment you're in has been an important uh, aspect of my life and you know, one thing I think that's become a lot more apparent even over the past few uh, weeks here is uh, that those goals shift over time and, and you have to have a, an open mindset to understand where you are. Being a parent for the first time uh, certainly has helped me consider a different goal set and, and what I'm prioritizing uh, along the way. Sandeep, many of our listeners have a desire to get better. We're here for, for self-improvement reasons, and some of them may not know even how to set a goal or why it's important. How, how important do you believe goal setting is in the framework of kind of creating that that winning mindset? You know, I think this is where it all starts, Jason, Kevin. I mean, I, I love the, the attitude and sort of self-discipline and all of that, but really, you got to start with the end in mind. I've always felt that that was the way my mind works and you sort of reverse engineer, how do you actually want to get there? I'm a big believer in sort of the power of intention and, and belief and visualization. And, you know, it's when you study some of the most successful people out there, whether it's athletes, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, uh, Pete Carroll talks about this a lot with his teams on, on how important it is to visualize that kind of future that you want to success or, or to, to see for yourself. You know, this this happens across industries, musicians, uh, politicians, world leaders. You know, I think a lot of us know sort of what it looks like or, or what it feels like to sort of dream about things and, and think about things where we want to be. But the problem is most people are too vague with what they're trying to achieve. And, you know, I see this with patients all the time. I see this with um, business all the time. Uh, I use a general framework that folks may have uh, heard of, the, the SMART goal framework. Uh, for those listeners that don't know, those SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And, you know, that that's really helped me put sort of bounds across what do I mean when I'm talking about a goal? So, you know, most people say, man, I really need to get into shape. I should sign up for gym membership. Uh, and then there's all this activity that goes into sort of going to the gym. And and you look back in six months and, and ask yourself, well, why am I not in shape? Well, it's much better to actually say, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds of fat. I want to gain five to 10 pounds of muscle. I want to run a 5K in less minutes than my age. And I want to spend 10 minutes on mindfulness by February 14th, 
Valentine's Day of next year so I can go on a fun out-of-town date. You know, that's a much more specific, measurable, attainable sort of goal. And when you put it like that, um, things can you start to reverse engineer, like I said. And so that's the framework I use. And, 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 you know, that's what I'm actually using in my personal life right now. Like we said, I'm a new dad and it's stressful early on. And as I'm trying to get myself back into shape, I, I put those goals out. And when you do the math, you know, that ends up being, you know, a 7000 calorie deficit over the course of a week. So what does that actually look like? That's that's only 500 calories I got to cut out and 500 calories of exercise a day. And so, you know, when you start to get really specific with your goals and what you're trying to achieve, things end up, you know, being a lot uh, more attainable and, and you have a much better way of tracking those over time. Love the the smart goal framework. We we detailed that on in Wednesday's episode. That's great. Winning mindset, smart I like it. Okay, Sandy, is there a difference between obtainable goals and dreams? As an example, if I want to be an NFL superstar, that's kind of more of a dream for me, given my current lifestyle, my age, the fact that I really haven't played football a whole lot in my life. I do pay attention to it quite often, but... um, And weren't very good... Oh, uh, come play. on now. I was a nah, uh, second string wide receiver. More of an school. NHL superstar. Yeah, thank you. Um, so one way or another, do you believe there's a difference between obtainable goals and dreams? Well, I'd say this, Jason. I think, let me ask you the question. What is it about being an NFL superstar that that is a dream for most people? Is it the money, you know, the fame, the physique, the the sort of notoriety, you know, what if this podcast uh, takes off, you know, maybe you achieve two out of three of those in that kind of way. But, you know, I think a lot of us are not exactly specific about what those dreams really mean when we break it down into to goals like that. Um, there are folks that are, are, you know, our age, LeBron's our age, Tom Brady's 45, you know, there, it can be achievable to, you know, perform at peak performance at this phase of life. But, you know, I think what is dream, that's sort of that first part around what is the intention you want to set for your life? Where do you really want to see yourself? But ultimately, that needs to translate into the specific goals of where you want to be. Of course, some things are just, you know, maybe not achievable in this lifestyle, lifetime and the sort of time frame that you might want it. But I'd say there's probably a lot of ways to to still achieve some of those goals if you broke it down into uh, things like that. Real quick, Kevin, I just want to put a shout out to Mike Brown if he's listening. Uh, I'll be at your next tryouts for the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you. <laughs> I love that, Sandeep. I, I agree. Not enough people that I work with put the thought into why they want to achieve the goal. They, they may state the goal, but they don't consider why they actually want to achieve it. And you're, you're a hundred percent right. You mentioned, you know, LeBron or Tom Brady, their, their goals in life weren't to be rich. They weren't to be famous for playing sports. Their, their goals as young people were to push their bodies to new limits to compete at the highest level and be the very best competitor at that highest level. That's what their goal was. And that's why they're achieving those goals so late into their life. Right. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So Sandeep, when you set a goal, how do you monitor progress along the way? Do you have checkpoints 
or success points, you constantly go back to the original piece of paper or document and, and stare at the goal? What, what's the process like for you? Yeah, I, I, again, really believe in, in writing things down and actually pulling out that piece of paper and, and putting it down. I, I use another framework here. Once you sort of have your SMART goals of what you want to achieve, of something called OKRs, Objectives and Key Results. This was popularized by um, a guy named John Dewar. Um, this is something he was a, a venture capitalist, uh, one of the early investors in in uh, Twitter and Amazon and Google. Google runs a lot of their business this way, still using objectives and key results. But you know, once you have a goal, you really have to break it down into its component parts. So you know, if I'm on my fitness journey and I'm actually trying to create that thousand calorie deficit a day, well, what is the first objective? I need to drop 500 calories a day. So a key result that I could sort of focus on and, and make sure I track over time is like, cleaning out all the junk in the house by X date or replacing all the Starbucks I get on the way into work by tomorrow or stop ordering fries with my meals and start ordering, you know, vegetables. Those are all sort of component key results that go up into the higher order objective that then filters into my goal. You know, second order might be, you know, I want to, I want to now burn more calories and put on muscle. So a key result to sort of, you know, follow and, and, and track is, uh, getting a gym membership and going a few times a week or walking the dogs outside 45 minutes a day or whatever it may be. But I definitely use this kind of framework in my personal life and in my business life, whatever it may be. Once you've set that very specific SMART goal, there's still a whole set of activities that need to be achieved in order to actually get there. And, you know, most people just kind of state the goal and that might be okay, but what are you going to do, like breaking it down week over week, day day by day in your personal life? What are the changes you're going to make in order to actually get there? A framework like this has been something that's been really helpful. And there are others out there, but, you know, this one has, has helped me. I'm, I'm curious if you all use something like that as well. Yeah, I love that OKR structure. That's that's really good. The specifics uh, that come along with that, that's that's really, really good. What do you think, Kev? Yeah, I love that theory too. Um, I'm a, I'm like you, Sandeep. I, I write a lot of stuff down. I continue to keep it in front of me. I make a list. Uh, my general to do list for the week includes long term goals, short term goals, and long term goals. And so yep. I continuously, I I make sure that a big portion of my to-do list is, is moving towards those short-term goals and a few items on my long-term goal list. And so I make sure that when I redo that to-do list every week, I'm revisiting the success or the failure. Why am I not any closer to this or how far away am I? Is the, was this a long-term one-year goal that has now moved into the monthly goal because I've accomplished 65% of it. And now it's time to really put the pedal to the metal and, and finish it out. Right. Yeah. I think there's a ruthless pragmatism too. And just like realism during these kind of OKRs that you need to have where you're really pushing yourself to ask the question, did we achieve what we said we we're going to do? Am I really going to the gym four times a week? And you sort of grade yourself on that. If you're holding true to these kinds of things that, you know, you can only sort of manage what you measure. And so these systems, having them in place in your personal business life can really help. Yeah, no doubt. 
And I think it's like, why, why is it not working? Right. If I, if I, if my goal was to go to the gym four times a week and I only went twice this week, I need to, I need to know why. Right. So is it, is it because that was just a totally outlandish goal? My schedule is just way too busy for me to visit the gym four times a week. So if I can get there two times a week, but then like you said, you know, walk the dogs for 45 minutes, two times a week, is that I need to readjust the goal. Right. And and I don't think that's a failure. It's a realization of what the goal is. And, you know, we talked about it before. Why is the goal go to the gym four times a week? Is it to lose some arbitrary number of pounds or is it for these other reasons? And, and sometimes we just, need to adjust right and and we we can't know that until we write it down and assess it in a realistic manner absolutely all right sandy here's a hard one that i think all of our listeners want to hear what's your thoughts on not meeting your goals do you believe that's a total failure or do you believe your goals are fluid they can change in any given moment. And just because you didn't complete the original goal, does that mean you're a failure? Well, I think goals that really matter probably don't change in any given moment just like that, unless something dramatic sort of happens in your life, like the birth of a child or, or something like that. But, you know, I, I'm i a big believer. Well, I'll say this. I'm in the startup world. And there's a lot of vogue discussion sort of around failure and the importance of it. And I I really do believe in it. And when you, again, study some of the most successful people in the world, they all, you know, talk about and recount the number of failures they had that that ultimately led to those one or two successes that, that made them who they are. And you know, while I believe that failure still sucks, you know, it, it builds character though, but no one likes to fail. Um, you know, I think it's important to use those moments when you're reassessing your goals to do the things like Kevin just said is like, were these realistic to start with? Are these achievable? Were these relevant in my life? What am I actually setting this goal for? What am I actually chasing? What's the underlying reason for it? I think using those moments as you know, times for reflection and inspiration. It it builds humility. It builds gratitude for sort of where you are, but it builds resilience and and sort of gumption going into the future on on how you're going to take that you know those learnings and 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 you know sort of apply them in that next goal set. But you know, I'd say again, you have to be super honest about where you are at any given moment um, to really do goal setting and, and accountability well. And, and it's okay if you haven't gotten there, but recalibrate and, and, you know, keep pushing forward and, and keep setting goals. Well said, well said. Sandeep, we'll get you out of, out of here on this last one. Give us, give the listeners one more piece of final advice for goal setting and, and achieving those goals. Well, I'd say, you know, I'll just highlight the one point there is, you know, the biggest lies in this world are, are not the ones we tell each other, but the ones we tell ourselves. And often with personal development, with, you know, improvement in, in, in any ways in, in sort of our professional or personal lives, our relationships, there's a real thick veneer and layer that we have to get through of sort of our own BS first. And so until you break that and until you sort of 
see yourself for that, then setting goals can be tough because you'll constantly make excuses for it. So be really honest and, and sort of pragmatic with yourselves. You know, I, again, use this sort of three-step process where I really try to think big and, and think of and visualize, you know, where we want to be, set those SMART goals, and then set a structure for checking in and, and really understanding it through something like the OKRs. And, and you know, last thing maybe to end on is, you know, make it make it public and, and rally your troops, um, you know, spend time and, and say things publicly on a podcast with friends of 30 years. Uh, it, it sort of adds another layer of accountability. But, you know, the people around us, we're, we're lucky to lean on them. And, and ultimately, that's what life is about is achieving uh, awesome things with the people we love. So, um, you know, have fun with it as well. So really appreciate it. I love all that. I definitely love the making it public and, and rallying your troops. People don't often give themselves enough credit for the support system that they have. And that's a huge part of, of achieving the goals that you set for yourself, for sure. Well, that's it, everyone. We really hope you guys have enjoyed listening from a true goal setting expert. Sandeep is the face of goal setting. And if you want to mirror his success, write down some of his tips, focus on the points he stressed today or maybe just become a doctor yourself and prove to him and all of us that an attainable, well thought out and executed plan can work for anyone. Amen. Thanks for listening. And we will see you back and better than ever on Monday for a brand new episode. Please make sure you listen, download and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at 10 to win podcast. Once again, that's at 10 to win podcast. Remember if you are impacting or influencing just one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to Win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah. Yeah.